All right, go ahead. You were saying you were showing him scores? Early in our acquaintance, you know, I, I was showing uh, Dorothea and Max uh, some scores. And uh, they were just completely flabbergasted by these things. And, uh, and, uh, and you know, taken by the, the, the spirit. You know, which they, and uh, I remember Max saying that they, they looked more professional than the professional scores that he had seen. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, they're but um, and let's go on from for some other chronological things here. Right around this time between your first meeting with Ernst and when he comes to Arizona, actually, um, in '44, you spent some time in, in New York again, and I assume on the same basis just to see what was going on. Variously, I have here September to November or so, fairly long time. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. um, so you must have seen a lot of what was going on and really acquainted yes. yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if. If this on this meeting or or at what time you met um, Charles Egan and made that connection with the Egan gallery? No, well, Egan. That was uh, that was. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I think I think uh, you know we have the date in some ways, but I'm sure I think it was in '48 that one Sunday morning Egan just showed up out here, and I didn't know him personally <laughs> at all. You know. Doesn't surprise me now. It surprised me a week ago. It would have surprised me. Doesn't surprise me now. Everyone must. I think. Uh, so he had just been referred to. He just heard of you and been referred to he you. He was the. Uh, uh, he uh, he had just uh, uh, remarried and he was a young girl, and, uh, a very charming girl, and uh, he uh, was was just spending. A, well, they were spending a couple of weeks. With her mother in in Scottsdale, uh -huh. and uh, so at, at some cocktail party around there, you know, among, among their friends, uh, they had met you know the, uh, some of the art world and people who travel back and forth. Mm -hmm. you know. And he said uh, he said casually to somebody there, he said, "Is there any you know who knew what he was into and so forth?" So is there anything around here that I should see? Is anybody around here who's working might be interesting and curious to me? Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, this person who uh, later became a friend of ours uh, said, uh, "No, uh, there isn't anybody around here, really. But there is somebody in Prescott, Arizona, mm -hmm. uh, whose work I haven't seen except for some drawings. But these are out of this world." You've got to see those if you really, if you really mean that seeing something different, you've got to see this guy's drawings. That's all this guy had seen, mm -hmm. just a few. What did, wait, this person? This person, you know, had seen a few drawings of mine that a friend of mine had, mm -hmm. Forrest Davis. He had seen the drawings that Forrest Davis had of mine. Oh. Who, who was this other person? Uh, Lou. Uh, Lou, um, I'd have to ask. Okay. Francis. Mm -hmm. uh, Usually, one, one, you and Francis, one has the first name, the other one has yeah, the last name. Yeah, you have the first name. 
Uh-huh. Okay, well, anyway, so he, he showed up here and... Uh, and he, uh, he just simply showed up. In those days, there wasn't much traffic through here. And whenever we heard something, you know, this was, uh, this was uh, on the Sunday, this was a Sunday before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I said something's going on here, and and Francis went and looked. Uh, we had a I forgot what the hell we had here. We had a curtain or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, Francis said, uh, "Well, we we could tell from sound somebody had stopped." Mm-hmm. And she looked out and she said, "Media, uh, well, these are strangers are looking for somebody." Mm-hmm. And uh, which was true. Might, might be us, you know. So we. Checked out, and then he came out of the car, and he said, that "I'm looking for Frederick Summer." Francis so said, "It's just it's here." And he said, "May I come in? Uh, I'd like to speak with him and, uh, or something." So pretty soon he just came in, and I said something, and, and he said, "Oh, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 forgive me, just a minute. I'll be back." So he walked, went out, and came back with a bottle of Irish whiskey. <laughs> And uh, he just put it on the table and he, and he said, well, uh, I'll feel a little more relaxed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we got to talking and, and uh, uh, he said to me, uh, you know, he told me, he told me this, what I just told The story about how he started. Why he had a he said, we thought we'd just take a ride and, you know, get tired of looking at Scottsdale. We'll take a ride while we stop him. And uh, so the, the idea was, uh, could, could he see a few, you know? Uh, so I, uh, I sat him down here, you know, and sat him down at the church or something, you know, somewhere around, you know. and uh, I showed him some photographs. <laughs> Which is not what he thought he was coming to see originally. <laughs> and I look at it's like, uh, but you do make drawings, do you? And I said, I said yeah, yes, I do. But uh, I'd like to see him. He says, yeah. And then you see, he says, wearing his brow and all that. Yeah, yeah, remarkable. And uh, well, and, he, and then he got, uh, you know, he relaxed it and he started to look at the photographs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what it is? One of the things that Sid said that at the beginning of the reel, it might make it more than near the end, you know. But an occasional squeak, I'm real let it go. Okay, so uh, so before he got, we got too damn far into this, he was already telling me. Telling me, he said, "Yeah, I said, you know, I uh, uh, there is a there is a photographer, a, a friend of mine who I'd like to see these things. I just have a show of these things at the gallery." And then he told me about Aaron Siskel. I never heard of Aaron Siskel. Mm-hmm. And on the strength of that, uh, in April, this was in, see, this was Thanksgiving. The following year, the following Aaron year in April, him. Aaron came out here. He, he said. Then he told me Aaron. He said Aaron's planning a kind of little have a look at Western United States and probably you know this neighborhood. Would you mind if he came in to see me? So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I did the drive. So Aaron came and became very good friends. Now didn't, didn't he spend um, a number of, amount of time in the area? Let me give this a kick here. A second and just see if it responds. Just what does it want here? It's amazing. 
Then I rush back to uh, well. Now you know there's a bunch of cotton on this from uh, from the swamp. It's trying to make a noise again on us. It's going to build up again, I can see. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. I should have brought that bottle from Sid for the day. Um, well, when Erin came out here, when, when Siskin came, she was on sabbatical from teaching, I guess, that year. Anyway, let's, uh, let's uh, finish up a little bit on, on, on Egan. On, on Egan yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, so uh, I showed him the drawings, you know, right after his photographs. I showed him the drawings, and, and uh, he was really excited, and I showed him some paintings. And uh, so uh, by that time, you know, the, uh, uh, it was it was night. I mean, you know, it was night late, late mm -hmm. in the afternoon. And uh, we should suggest about dinner. So if you why why wash away? Why don't you stay? And so somehow or other, they, I believe they found a way to call it. Her mother or something, mm -hmm. either them or something. Anyway, they they stayed. They stayed two days, just like we did the film and see Sheila. And uh, and uh, they were all enthused about the food and you know, all that stuff. You know, which we were, we were able to hook up in that time. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, the curious thing about this was only the years we found from time to time. That people misjudged our our, uh, our resources actually. We didn't realize that we worked you know, very tired. Not that that it you know, was a burden to us or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But we ate so well. <laughs> they thought we were well to do. Always had good books around. You know, always had expensive dishes. Like, mm -hmm. and uh, so uh, somehow uh, we just didn't put the money into other you know, into real trivia, you know, like people do spend a lot of money on things for yeah. basics. And to me, uh, books and, and food are yeah. really basic especially in a situation like this where you don't, mm -hmm. people do, and you have the museums you can watch too, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, did, did Egan uh, offer to arrange the show the following year at that right Well, then, uh, then it, uh, you know, the, just, uh, uh, and that one, you know, you know, just the morning of the day when he was ready to leave, and I took breakfast, you know, he was very cautiously, very cautiously, ask, asking me about to invite him, invite him, you know, do a show, you know. And I said, sure, but he also fighting. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to stand in line. <laughs> So he was delighted. He did a very nice job, and it's amazing, you know. Uh, uh, although these things were not probably seen by so many people, you know, this small job in Maine. But the people that we ran into, that basic people, you know, that really saw this show, mm -hmm. including Era, that saw yeah, that right. show. Yeah, but other people, some years later, we we ran into a couple in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And that's another story. But people are very excited about it, you know. It's just yeah. Let me uh. I wonder if that's gonna do it.
just that maybe that there was a little bit of uh, cotton, you know, built up on there. Hmm. That seems to be pretty good. Maybe it just needed a rest. Well, let's There's keep this handy. There's an in machinery. Huh? There's an orneriness, just a cussedness. Yes, there is. There is. Well, I was going to, I wanted to ask you if you had much, after that single show at Egan Gallery, you never had a, another show at that gallery. Did he, did he, did his gallery go for a long time? Or did he just fold up? Or did he not want to pursue it? Or did he not sell anything? Or, you know, what became of the contact after this point? Uh, if you turn this machinery off, I'll tell you the end of the story. Oh. As it is now, that shouldn't be a record now. It's, it's too too early. Well, the point is, you didn't have it. For, for the record, you just nothing ever came of it. That uh, everything came of it. Everything came of it. <laughs> this is another story. See, this is this is the uh, the absolute the perfect dealer relationship with this man. Hmm. Well, he sold. He's, he sold very little directly, uh, and uh, but he's, he, through him, I met all kinds of people. He funneled all sorts of people through here, and all the people that that uh, that, uh, that met me through him, or that I met in, mm -hmm. in return, are all people who appreciated of this fact, and are still all very important people. This is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable tissue of things. Well, um, that seems. Is there. Well, I, I guess I don't understand why. Uh, How. Well, the magic of, of, of linkages, uh, uh, mm -hmm. the secret linkages that people don't see from a distance are unbelievable. Well, I mean, can we talk about those things? Uh, that seems very interesting. I don't see. That's why I wanted to tell you that if you turn this off, I'll tell you the end of the story. Then the, the, oh. Yes, because the stand of the story is. Um, aspect of this. Well, I, I, you know, coming back to uh, to uh, meeting Egan, mm -hmm. uh, I met a great many people, you know, who did uh, one time or another come through here and, and uh, very early, or in first, uh, perhaps first year or two, knowing Egan. Mm -hmm. uh, he told um, Jerry Norton to stop through here. Jerry was on the way to uh, doing his stint for the army, you know, that was uh, something that he had to do, I don't mm -hmm. know what the year was. In the early Korean War? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it was. And yeah, was, I, I talked to Norman on the telephone briefly uh, about this, because uh, you know, he'd written a piece in the catalog. Mm -hmm. And so he came through here and, and, uh, and uh, he, he even bought something. So, uh, and and, uh, and and Egan has, has uh, just done all kinds of things in, in a long range. I mean, he's uh, much more important than, than a few sales. Yeah. Who are, who are some of the other people besides uh, Nordland and Siskin? And can you think of any specifically that you know came as a result of Egan's suggestion? Or, um, you know, as part of that network? Well, uh, to you see, to to be uh, to be uh, to, to be uh, uh, thorough or, or you know 
comprehensive in this. It would have to take all the people that I met by way of Northern, which and no, it would be large, a branch. I mean, and by way of the way, so there are all kinds of people that branch off of, of the Egan. Yeah. Uh, like Aaron, I met a lot of Aaron was the was right. really my among the professional photographers and the teacher of photographers, all photographers that, that of any consequence at all. Was the first was was the first important person who you know. Well, other than Western, Western, no, Western, yeah. Western and Sheila. Yeah. With the with the notable exception of Western and Sheila. But I want to I want to always always put emphasis on the fact mm -hmm. that uh, what also carried me in in, in making uh, photographs which are were essentially different, you know, and, mm -hmm. and quite annoying to a lot of the photographic world, was that that people in the in the art world, artists. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, were extremely excited. I used to always the better one. The better they were, the more excited they were about the photographs. And if they happened to be just just poor silly chickens, uh, they had they had you know they they were uh, uh, almost as uneasy or more uneasy than then yeah they were, at that point then they would be more uneasy than photographers tend to be. Mm -hmm. People most offended by the Arizona landscapes, for instance, were photographers. It's just hard to believe. Absolutely hard to believe. Well, let's put this microphone on here, just so we. You know what, though? I don't know where all this stuff is coming from. But it actually is, there's even. Well, let's just uh, let's put the take let's the plug this one in and see what happens. All right, let me have. Uh, well, here, let's do this. Let's put the recorder itself. Ugh, oh, it's only a rock. Yeah. Well, let me just put it down here for right now. And this is the mic input. Just see if you can pull this off. See if it responds at all. Oh, this is a broken thing. Let's just put this right like so. Um, now we have to have to switch this to. Okay, why don't you just? Okay. Why don't you just? Can you <coughs> can you hear me? Uh, is that all? That's still you haven't switched it to external. Well, oh, I see. What yeah. Now, okay. Now say something. Uh, can you hear me at this point? How are things going? It's very well. Need it. <coughs> it looks like you need a little more, that I need to put a little more voice into it. Yeah, well, no, leave it, leave it sitting right there. Can, can it stay there? Yeah, I, I just turned it up a little bit, and uh, now let's see how this, just... Uh, can you hear me better now? And, uh, <laughs> silly. <laughs> Electric pillow. <laughs> wow. Is it turned on and everything? Yeah, now we're all set. Uh, and uh, if you say something, I can see the needle move here. You can hear me properly now? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. This is good. This will certainly solve a lot of problems in the squeak. Make great some others. <laughs> um, all right, let's... Um, I think we identified that Nordland and Siskin maybe are two big branches, perhaps, of, of this tree, of the people who even... Uh, you know, had we uh, met a few other people, uh, of course, uh, also through through Egan. 
but uh, that was just. Uh, but they're they're the two people that I would say that most people would think in connection with this. Mm -hmm. Are there others that come to your mind offhand that? Uh, um, well, uh, uh, quite a few people that uh, I don't know whether they came by way of Siskin or whether they became by uh, came by way of, of Egan mm -hmm. or, or Nordland or and. Uh, but I, I would say Siskin uh, was very important, and because uh, before long, also I had um, he, uh, he and and and, uh, and Harry asked me to to go to Chicago uh -huh. and uh, spend a week there in, in the early fifties. Yeah, this was before you spent the whole year there. Yeah. When when was that? Do you recall uh, approximately? Just the early fifties. I don't know. Let uh, you could call. You could ask Francis. Uh, yeah. Okay. She might know. Well, let me ask. You have another show here. Uh, you have. I guess it was your first major show of just your photographs in Santa Barbara. Um, this period in '46, which is actually before you meet Egan. Yeah. And I wondered how that had come about. Um, one of your trips to Los Angeles, uh, you would have met. I, suppose I don't remember how that happened, uh, uh, I uh, who it was, but it was somebody in Los Angeles who had seen photographs, mm -hmm. and uh, and said uh, and told me about the director of the Santa Barbara Museum. Mm -hmm. Do you remember who that was? Uh, I can't think of his name now. And this man, I was a very very uh, knowledgeable person, but unfortunately died if just a few years later. Uh -huh. But in any case. Uh, uh, he called this. This person made a call. This director of the museum. No, the, the person who had that thought. You know that this this uh -huh. guy might be interested in these things. Yeah. And uh, so he made a call to this person and said, uh, you know, something like, "Would you, uh, you know, such and such, and would would you uh, uh, would you look at these things if the, if uh, he came up to see you?" Mm -hmm. And uh, so so we did that, and so and uh, we drove up there. To Santa Barbara from from uh, from Tucson. I mean, from Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and uh, had a very nice uh, had a very nice uh, 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 little visit there with this man in his office, and he looked at the things. And he was very pleased, and and before long there was this show. Mm -hmm. Now was it? Did they buy any photographs at this point? Uh, that show? No, this this was a uh, not to my recollection the. Uh, this was a, uh, a fairy tale world in those days, mm -hmm. and more than it is now. The museums, you know, the museums are, live under the under the impression that the people who produce things don't have any expenses at all. <laughs> they dare that they're up pure, that they don't eat, they live on gas of some sort. Cold air. <laughs> <laughs> this is really fantastic. The, the number of people over the years that I have dealt with. Who, by my standards, had fat salaries, which I had nothing, had incomes, you know, that were lordly compared to what, to what we were living on. Mm -hmm. And here, we were, we were producing these things, you know, and uh, had, you know, they had to buy them, all the materials and so forth. None of this was compared to being cheap. Yeah. Even, even, in, even in the early days, to buy a box of eight by ten film was quite something. Anyway, so that came about by some someone who, uh, you know, suggested. Mm -hmm. 
seeing this man and, and, and made the connection. And nothing much really came out of it as a result. They didn't buy any words. There was no great contact that came out of it or anything in particular. It was just a, an opportunity to organize. There are, uh, yes and no. Uh, it's just hard to, uh, there were some things in there and, and uh, there's still, there were quite a few people that saw that show. Quite a few people go to a museum like that. And uh, in very gradually, that at that time, there were, there were also already a few people beginning to feel that here's a guy who really is doing something. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of these people were still in the, in the neighborhood of the, of the problem of, of uh, now, but he's doing it in photography now. What, what, where, where does I put him? You know, and this kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. See, so uh, the photographer still had a second-class. Oh, he was uh, had a second-class status, and uh, and I'm afraid it still has a second-class status, uh, unless unless a few things are done, and these uh, like like galleries cleaning themselves out and not just showing, you know, anybody and anything, mm -hmm. just because it can be sold, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Well, this is a. About the time you have the show at Egan Gallery, it's 49, it's the end, the end of the 40s, and um, you've been making photographs for really for at least 10 years, very seriously, and for really uh, longer than that um, in various forms. Um, and in terms of this issue of uh, living on cold air, had you at this point sold any photographs and what was a kind of a, what were, you, what were you able to get in the way of a price at this point? point in history, it was a very rare thing to sell a photograph at all. Um. Uh, my uh, recollection was that, uh, that gradually it did start, you know, some, some uh, like like uh, like uh, Jerry Nordland came through here and he bought either a drawing or a photograph, and, uh, which... I think a drawing, I think he, you know, I think he said to me he bought a drawing. He bought a drawing and, and uh, I gave him a, I gave him a, a, a print of the circumnavigation of the blood, and I had a feeling that you know, he was he was also pressed for for money at the time. You know these, and uh, so I gave him a, a print of the circumnavigation of the blood, and that little print uh, did a lot of work for me in Los Angeles for years after. Oh, he would show it to people. He had it, you know, and, and everybody knew about it. I mean, these things are, have a way. You know, they have a way. And, and and gradually, you, you, one cannot never say, you know, uh, just exactly what does this do, you know. And you can say, oh, I didn't sell anything you know, directly, you know, normally. Mm -hmm. But there, there are these connections, and, and then uh, and now it doesn't happen so much anymore because a lot of these people are getting older. But mm -hmm. for uh, a number of years after that, uh, generally, occasionally we would meet people in, in unexpected places and. and uh, they had they had seen one or two things of mine someplace, you know, mm -hmm. and they and they remember the fantastic thing about these things is that I've met a number of people over the years who had seen no more than one or two things. Sometimes it was it was even just a reproduction, but they this completely stuck in their mind. I mean, that's one thing about these these things that somehow I I was able to do something about these photographs that it wasn't just something that that you'd forget, but you know, yeah. could forget. The, the other part of my question, though, was, was simply, I mean, given that I, I guess, you know, like, a, like a, a very princely price for a photograph in this period might have been like $25. That's right, $25. And I wonder if that was the kind of price you were able to... That's what I was, uh, that's what I was doing. I was asking 25 and I was getting 25 
and uh, and uh, at that time, you know, at that actually, I raised the price to twenty five dollars before Weston did. Mm -hmm. Weston was still selling things for fifteen dollars when I when I started to charge twenty five, mm -hmm. and I may have I may have sold something smaller, maybe sometimes, you know, a small photograph or something you know, casually. But uh, eight by tens, I think, were twenty five dollars, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, then I raised them. Then, and then very shortly after that, I raised them to thirty five, and they stayed at thirty five for a long time. Okay, now somewhere uh, in here too, and probably on one of your trips to New York, I guess you must meet uh, Steichen or someone at the Museum of Modern Art because in forty nine is the first show that you are included in. I think at the Museum of Modern Art. Well. Uh, what happened was that that uh, uh, that not so very long. Let's see now. How the hell is this? Must have been that fall. Must have been that fall. Yeah, it was that fall uh, when when uh, uh, Egan had been here. You know. Fall forty-eight. Forty-eight. Yeah, uh, been here. And we were, you know, this had been agreed upon. It was to be done to have the show. Mm -hmm. uh, we went to California. Must have been, uh, yeah, must have been very, very soon. Actually, must have been very soon after that. After Egan was here? Yeah, not, not too long. Because what happened, because I promised him to get these things too. And what happened was this, that um, somebody, Somebody told you know told me to to uh, to get in touch with you know saw some th saw some things of mine and, get, and told me to get in touch with with uh, uh, Fitzsimmons you know who publishes that that magazine uh, now publishes it for many years published that magazine in Lugano Switzerland that art magazine is a Bob Fitzsimmons uh, yeah yeah. And it's a, very, it's a very plush, uh, very plush, beautifully done thing. Mm -hmm. Well, Bob, at the, or, or whatever, you know, whatever his first name is, I think of him, but Fitzsimmons is his last name, uh, had the reason that I had been asked to, uh, well, uh, yeah, the reason is Fitzsimmons was doing some very interesting experimental things, somewhat experimental things, in color photography, and he had, had a Guggenheim. And this Guggenheim, he had gotten through Steichen's support. And so, uh, uh, I just either called James, James yeah, Jim, that's right, it's Jim, that's right, Jim Fitzsimmons. I remember from the Guggenheim because I remember looking through those yeah. things. Yeah. Okay, so it was Jim, that's right. So somebody, uh, uh, you know, suggested that Jim would like to see these things of yours and you would like to see, you know, well, and we and we got together, and he was very pleased in what he saw. He was on the west coast. That's, this was in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and uh, he said he said something about. Uh, uh, by the way, he said that has a, has Steichen seen new things, mm -hmm. and I said uh, I really don't know what he has seen. I said, I haven't I had any any uh, direct contact with him, and and I haven't uh, made any efforts because of things that. That I've seen him exhibiting, you know, uh, uh, don't interest me, and, and uh, I figured that the odds would be, he be that he would be interested, you know, in what I was doing. Yeah. And uh, he he said, well, don't 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 discount Steichen that way. He said, uh, 
uh, would you mind if I if I made a contact with you uh, uh, for you, you know, with Steichen, and uh, and uh, suggest to you know, I mean, just to say that there's this, you know, that he should, you know, have a look at mm -hmm. these things. And uh, so he did. He he wrote to Steichen. He wrote to Steichen and and uh, and uh, I forgot which just how this was. But what, but what happened was at that point I was I had already promised to, to have these photographs to, 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 Egan. to, to Egan, and so uh, so I, I went through and I, t I told I told Egan about wrote Egan about it, and Egan of course was not against uh, st the museum of art people seeing this because you know it was just part of the, sure, we the help the whole thing, so uh, he said why don't why don't you just send things on to me as we had you know uh, uh, agreed on. And uh, and uh, I'll make sure that uh, that uh, Stieglitz, I mean that Steichen sees the sees the for the uh, the photographs, and so he he uh, apparently took the photographs and and uh, took them over to the, I would say I would guess that he took them over to the Museum of Modern Art, you know, when he now got he them. He would have had them several months before the show was to go on. Sometime before. Yeah. Sometime before. And uh, I, I think Steichen saw the uh, possibility of show also, but in any case, he had he had them there to to look at. And then uh, no, no, no. This took this is very interesting. Uh, not very quickly at all. Uh, what happened was I got a very long, very a responsible kind of a letter. You know, like like somebody who wasn't uh, deal, uh, you know, dismissing anything light, lightly. But I, but I could read. I, I could read in an undertone, like uh, uh, of uh, uh, "Give me time," you know. Give me, you know, it's, you could read it between the lines. Give me, give me time. Mm -hmm. And I knew, and I knew, of course, that that was the inner struggle that was going on. You know, I could tell, because you know? mm -hmm. I sure was doing some things there that, uh, you know, well, it must have been eight months, you know. After that, mm -hmm. uh, I knew, you know, I thought, well. I've read it, you know, he's got, he's struggling, he's struggling. But then, then maybe it was about eight months, but it was quite a while. Maybe, maybe it was, was more than that. Mm -hmm. Suddenly there came a letter, which was most interesting. So forgive me for all of the delay. It's really been an implication of the way he said it in some in his own way, you know. I really had to, uh, I'm putting in my words now, I really had to sweat through this and get like, you know, think about this and think about it. But I, but I'm, I'm so sure now that they are really, so, so, so uh, no. Uh -huh. And, uh, and uh, would you, uh, would you let me, uh, 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 you know, have a, have a substantial group to, 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 to do a four, a four way show, uh -huh. you know, with, with three other people. Yeah. Curious mix of people too. Oh yeah, and that's, and that was the first one. Uh, that's the first. You know, yeah, just for the record, the people were uh, uh, a Japanese photographer by the name Matsumoto, mm -hmm. Wayne Miller, of course, who was Steichen's sidekick, really, in many ways later, and Ralph Steiner, <laughs> and yourself. It's a very, under the rubric of realism in photography. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess some of what we said about shows yesterday, uh, and yourself, it's a very under the rubric of realism in photography. Yeah. And I guess some of what we said about shows yesterday, uh, 
intruders implies in a sense, but that was the first showing. Now, did he buy any work at that point, or, or not? Very shortly after that, he started to uh, he started to buy some things. What what uh, what we did, uh, what I did, was from time to time I'd send him a few things. I never sent him very many. I'd send him uh, maybe uh, six or eight, uh -huh. you know, pictures of something. And I never had too many any. anyway. I think he appreciated that fact. Yeah. And uh, so he got in the habit. He got in the habit of buying uh, two or three off of this, and that's how that uh, how that group that they have, you know, essentially got established. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then in 51 you're in a show also at the modern called Abstraction in Photography. Or yeah. By the name of Abstraction in yeah. Photography. Um, and a number of other shows, which were all arranged by Steichen, I, I assume. Uh, and maybe don't. Also there's this other show too that we might talk about called Photography in Mid-Century, right in 1950. The L.A. County Museum. That was a, uh, that was kind of an interesting show. Now, how did that come about? Uh, that came about uh, through the uh, uh, um, I, I I forgot what the what the uh, I was in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, Francis and I were in Los Angeles staying with a friend of ours, mm -hmm. who was a uh, uh, technical man at that time. Later, he became the export manager for Ansco. Uh -huh. But at that time, he was a technical uh, expert for them and for the Pacific Coast. What's, and what's his name? Forrest Davis. Uh -huh. And, uh, uh, and uh, Forrest Davis had been uh, helpful to me over the years. He was also the one who played the uh, scores one uh -huh. time. Yeah, know. we should talk about yeah. him himself, but go on with this story. Yeah. But uh, uh, and, uh, we're staying there, and, and uh, Forrest said, uh, uh, you know, we're dealing with they were They, were, uh, they had some deal. In involving slides or what some process or something that they were dealing with the with the administration there at the at the museum the county museum at the time that was still at Exposition Park mm -hmm. and uh, since I was you know just a guest of his house he said why don't you come along and I tell you there, there uh, I I want you to uh, uh, I'd like you to show this to you know somebody there that I know you know something how it was. Or actually, or maybe he was a sidekick at the time. Was also somebody who was also working for Ansco, very bright mm -hmm. salesman. And uh, so uh, somehow or other, uh, I ended up taking some photographs with me that I had too, County Museum. But it was it was in other words these Ansco people, you know, showing it among themselves, you know, because they they thought, well, this guy liked to see these things, the hell with you know, mm -hmm. exhibition. And it was while while uh, uh, we were there, something like that, that uh, and that I met the, uh, you know, the the lady who at the time you know was a curator, uh, maybe she still is, mm -hmm. the curator. Well, she's a curator of graphics. Fine, is it Feinblatt? Abria uh, 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 Feinblatt or something like that. And um, it's a very nice and knowledgeable person and. Uh, she was quite interested, and then she was telling me that, uh, well, I mean, she liked him. I wasn't especially being interested. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just, uh, I, my attitude was, uh, you know, certainly you know, hadn't brought them to, uh, there, you know, because they, they, they didn't have any mm -hmm. particular photographic world there. Or showing photographs. And then she said, oh, we have, we are going to do a, a mid-century thing. And uh, 
within comparatively few months, you know. We'd like very much, I'd like very much to have some things of yours there. And, and, they, and it turned out to be really a really nice show, and they made a t tiny little catalog, which was very nice. And um, that's how that came about. I can hear it uh, considerably here. I mean, this microphone doesn't pick up, you know, the sound over here as well as it does over there, so this is no problem. I just want to... Oh, I keep hitting it. Put it back. Oh, put stick, stick it under the uh, chair here. That, that's stunning. That's stunning. Keep it right like that. It's still there, I hear it, but it's very little, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, we can, can talk to the sound. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Well, the next kind of event narrative element here that we might talk about that we already mentioned in the car, actually, is the uh, Aspen Photo Conference in uh, September and October of 51, uh, for, I guess, two weeks or a week, something like that. One week, one long week, a, yeah. week, of the, a week and a day, at least. And my first question is just how did you come to participate in it? Through Steichen. Through Steichen. Because himself was not a participant. Oh, but he, that's because he withdrew at a certain point, and, and uh, he was in on the original thought about this. Uh -huh. And then he had, uh, then there was some, some difference in opinion between uh, him and, uh, and the people organizing it. What, How this was to be done and so forth. Itself? Yeah, at the, uh, at the Aspen Institute. Uh-huh. Well, um, I'd like to kind of... Uh, I have I have here a list of everyone who was in the uh, in the uh, conference. And of course, I'm sure there are people in the audience uh, who were. Uh, this is a story that I I think I need some time and rest to go into. Uh, this is really a nice story, and and, and uh, what happened there. Uh, we, we will, uh, Should we do this after lunch? Yeah, yeah. So I'll need why don't we uh, just Why don't you just say what you were saying about Paul Vanderbilt? Uh, what you were just saying. Uh, well, I guess you met him there. At, uh, yeah, and, and he was, uh, he, he was really, uh, he was, uh, uh, he was really an honest person, and, uh, and he was really neutral, but not that he was uninterested. He was very interested in what I was doing, and uh, said so in no uncertain terms. You mean neutral in the sense of objective? Objective, you know, he, he was falling in this trap because I was having uh, uh, difficulty with the, some of the people there, yeah, I would and uh, but uh, how this really worked out, I want to you know, in, I want to go into because this is really let's let's, let's stop take a it. Take lunch yeah. yeah. Okay. Fine. That's good. Yeah, that's a real interesting
referred to in the movie trade as a blimp. You know, you put over a movie camera so it doesn't make any sound. Uh, well, that's the water I'm actually hearing. <laughs> she's wrapping something. Are you picking that up? Uh, no, actually, this microphone, I was, I was picking it up with my own ears like it was the tape recorder for a second. <laughs> yeah. Let me go and get my... Okay, you want to turn the heat up in here? No, these are Here's an errant water glass from this morning. Okay. Put in here. You want to drive your people so. Okay, I mean, I can certainly take the sweater off if I get uncomfortable. That's no problem. I have some sort of hypothermia, or whatever it's called, where I uh, don't take too easily to, to heat or too cold. Just stay hmm. right in between somewhere. Huh. So, of course, it's a rich man's dream. <laughs> yeah, which man can afford travel with the seasons. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, Maybe midwinter we'll go to, go to New Zealand, who knows. <laughs> I don't particularly like the tropics anymore either. I find it too gummy. Too what? Gummy. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about Aspen. Okay. Why don't you just, uh, you were said this is a whole story. <clears throat> Why don't you tell the story and maybe I have some other questions. Well, you have the date, you know, you have yeah. the date of the... Uh, Would you like me to tell you what I can tell you about? The, just, it's, uh, it was September 26th, October 6th, 1951. How many days was that? Um, that's a total of uh, 6th in October and uh, 6th in September. It's 12 days, actually. That's, that's what I thought. It was like I thought it was kind weekends. of... Oh, yeah, it absolutely... Yes, it included two weekends. That's what made it so interesting, as, as you will see in a minute. Well, what happened was that I think, I, I, I see it now because uh, the, um, the conference convened on a, on a Thursday. People came in, I believe, on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that weekend, I mean that weekend and, we, and, and Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, there were quite a few visitors that came. People showed up from all kinds of places, but primarily from, from the, uh, well, a few from California and, uh, and uh, from... Uh, um, Denver, and, yeah, from Denver, and Colorado, you know, mm -hmm. area, the other side. Colorado Springs, then in Denver. And, uh, well, what, what had uh, gradually unfolded there in the first few days in the beginning of Thursday evening, in fact, it didn't take any time at all to get on the way. I found that uh, well, people like <laughs> like Elliot Porter, who at, at you know early, and I first had met Porter uh, some years before that, he had uh, you know taken some exception to the kind of thing I was doing. Mm -hmm. But by the time 
by the time we met again there in Aspen, uh, he was uh, quite interested, very much so interested. You know, and, uh, and, uh, so, and he also had his wife with him, and, and uh, it was very nice to meet her. And and, and uh, it was in fact he was really very friendly. And, uh, and this was good because I needed a few people who, who uh, sort of stood the middle ground, who were, were respected by, by the old guard, you know, and and also by the younger people. And uh, anyway, the first few days here was, uh, here was uh, uh, Ansel Adams, I guess it was Nancy in, in uh, Beaumont, and uh, your friend that you were talking about, Vander, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt who turned out to be a very nice guy, very supportive in a lot of ways. And gradually, the, and, and Dorothea, uh, Dorothea Lang, who was quite interested in what I was doing, Dorothea Lang was very much interested in, in uh, uh, what I was saying and how I was saying it. Uh -huh. She was very much taken by that. She, she had uh, some, some grasp uh, in, a, in a way that uh, this was a way to talk about photography and, and, uh, and, and generally about things. Some grasp of the importance of seeing things clearly. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and it was, it was very interesting. So uh, later, uh, because of that, I met her husband. And in fact, we visited. Okay. Yeah, with her. You mean with yes, with her and with him, in um, in Berkeley, one not so very long after that. But here, uh, what was was happening uh, gradually? Here was obviously there was, uh, the younger people, and there, and there were quite a few younger people attending the conference, and uh, other than the people who were, well, you know, the people that were the participants. Yeah, the younger people were were not so young anymore. And among the participants, there were. Well, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the lady that you interviewed, and you know, Bernice. she was there, and she was a little leery. She was a little dearer than me on the subject matter and how so, I was so I proceeding. Heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it. She still is possibly. <laughs> Isn't it odd? After all of these years, it should be. Oh, she loves it, though, you know. Huh? She, she loves, she's a really, um, she's sort of ornery, you know, and she enjoys that. But, uh, very odd. I mean, I, I, I mean, you, you're, uh, your feeling is that Still, somehow she's taking some exception to this sort of thing. Oh, I, I'm sure. I don't think her views have changed. Isn't at all, that ever. fantastic? You see that people will not change. I mean, after a lot of time has lapsed, you know, and, and uh, goodness, and people learn things in between. Right? Yeah. Well, her, she. I mean, she. When, when I spoke to her, um, uh, she. You know, just had a very negative opinion. And said that, that she and you apparently more or less had like arguments of various kinds, at least implicit in what you were saying, if not actual arguments of the two of you, you know, on various panels or whatever. And you know, she took a certain amount of relish in because <laughs> you know it, it sort of I think helps her define her feeling, you know. But you know what she was doing? She was talking linguistic nonsense. And this, that's uh, that's all that's all I can say now, you know. And, uh, and, and you know, Maya was saying, uh, was talking a lot of linguistic nonsense. Mm -hmm. But uh, nevertheless, we, uh, we had already, uh, uh, no, we had never met before, but we had uh, corresponded. You actually met Maya face-to-face? -face. First time there. Yeah. I no, 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 take it all back. You know, I, had, I had met Maya in San Francisco several times. Yeah. And, but, that, but only about, uh, only within a year, I think. 
So, so uh, but Miner was uh, Miner was very interested in the in in how the images was put were put together. He wasn't saying it that way. He was not, never looking things that way. And um, he was possibly even interested in the subject matter more than he realized. Mm -hmm. And uh, but. Uh, it was again an, an, what I call you know, a, a non-professional way of going about it. Yeah, possibly asking uh, the insistence always being the asking you know motivations. You know motivations. It's, you don't ask a designer what his motivations are. You you uh, you see a design that works, or you know it's it's alive and and uh, you want to find out about what the what the uh, the logic is under which this was put together, not the motivations of the guy, the logic, what, what are the tools of the elements, how does this tie into things. But anyway, so by let's say, I remember uh, I remember Porter that first night. Uh, we, we lost no time. He wanted immediately wanted to see some things that he had uh, heard about, you know, by Rick Steichen and, and other people. Mm -hmm. he, uh, some of the uh, Steichen had shown some of my work by then, mm -hmm. and it had considerable impact. And that's the reason why I got to go there, where nobody would have asked me. I mean, mm -hmm. the people, you know, by uh, uh, there was one man up there who's still living in in um, France. France, um, I think it was a Czechoslovakian name. But anyway. Uh, I got asked. I, I really got asked just because I can hit some of my things. Otherwise, the mm -hmm. the other people uh, that had the power, had some power and influence as to who's going to be there. You know, they would have left me out for sure. Mm -hmm. Who's the man that did invite you? I heard that name. I, I don't know. I, I can't remember his last name. Well, Steichen actually was responsible for it. <coughs> Steichen, yeah, yeah. Who was in on the organization account? Well, so what? And you, uh, you, you don't have a little folder that uh, that was given out with that. Uh, no, did you said you listed. I have a list. I thought. Oh yeah, um, give that one down there, Patricia. Shall I? Yes, okay, please. Let's just do that then. Uh, Bernie Savage, who we spoke about, uh, Ansel Adams. Uh, well, why don't we just do this? Read it. We we'll just read them down. Okay, uh, a man named Ferenc Berko. Ah, uh, that's yeah, yeah, Berko, Berko. Just yeah, to that's of? right. France or for a rank, you know. It's a uh, Berkel. Okay, well, so it was Berkel and and Stieglitz that originally were putting this Steichen. together. And Steichen, forgive me, they were putting this together uh, for the for the Aspen Institute, uh, you know. And uh, and uh, who was the main Walter, man? Uh, Walter Papke. Yes, Walter yeah. Papke. And uh, apparently, at some place there there was uh, some difference. Opinion and, and uh, so so Steichen preferred not to come, mm -hmm. but he had an, an essentially uh, uh, was interested in in, in having him you know succeed. He, he wanted to you'll see this pushed a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, anyways, so to, so to start you know down on some of the individuals, mm -hmm. uh, <coughs> uh, Porter, you know, who had who had been. You know, I I met in Tucson years before that. Mm -hmm. uh, was was quite changed and, and very receptive to what I had. Wanted to see it immediately and was just delighted and and, and, uh, and intrigued by the way this was all, all done. And and, uh, 
and was and the gleam in his eye, you know, he was already being a little bit crooked uh, spirited in a way. Mm-hmm. Although he was very friendly with the, with the other people, you know, sure. with the powers, he, uh, he he knew their their agony over all this. You know, mm-hmm. he already knew about their agony over this. He himself had lived through some of this agony, but he had, he had worked it out. And uh, so the next uh, day and so on till the weekend, gradually the you might say the lines became drawn as to where, who stood here and who stood there. You know? mm-hmm. And I had fixed myself up in the most, uh, forgive me if I put it this way, most di- simply diabolical way. Because instead of being in a position where people were arguing, you know, as to uh, whether these things should be done or should be done this way, or what was it, or what kind of a f- strange... Uh, in fact, a lot of people uh, in those days had been put out an impression from some of the, from the things people spoke about them or wrote about them, that a lot of these things were concocted, strange, and non-photographic, none, you know, like I was, I was doing a great disservice to the photographic medium, you know, and, mm-hmm. and abusing it and, and all that. My God, it's turned out, you know, that I was in a position to show that this was the, most, the straight photography that you could possibly see. Mm-hmm. And what I had done, I had assembled, you know, some things they had the material that I had photographs, you see. And I had it, uh, I had it stuck, or, or just slightly, fa- fa- slightly fastened to some of the, to some of the, uh, to the sports, you know, so, so that it didn't, it didn't move around in the box and I could have it wrapped. So I had a number of these, uh, the materials that went in these photographs with me. Uh-huh. And, I'd, and I'd say, what do you mean, what do you mean trick photography? I mean, this is the material, this is the material. And when you photograph this material, even you will get this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was really very nasty and, and getting a tremendous charge out of this attention I was getting because I got the, I really got the attention of that that, that whole thing. And ultimately, uh, this is uh, part of what I have really been forgiven because I came came in at a time when they thought, you know, God, he, he shows up, okay, so he's going to be inconvenient and all, and all that. Mm-hmm. But it was worse than that. It, it, uh, all right, so... So by the weekend, uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, came in on the weekend, you know, see this. And, 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 and there were a lot of younger people, especially uh, a, a couple of, two or three friends mm-hmm. of Aaron's came in, that knew Aaron, too, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so uh, uh, they took this in and just got a, a huge charge, you know, and, and uh, there were these programs going on and then discussions, you know. So on. And uh, quite a few, the funny part about this was that quite a few of these people that were, happened to come in that, that weekend, you know, and they enjoyed this, this uh, uh, well, it was really, I mean, uh, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a struggle. They brought friends the next weekend. See, this was just magnificent the way this, this was spread out. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, so by the, 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 the uh, that Saturday and Sunday, the next week, that was just a, like a, a Forgive me, it was a slaughter, you know, because what was happening is uh, that, to be honest, they were baiting. Mm-hmm. They were they were baiting, you know, see, the, the the people who were trying to, you know, to, to, wanted to cut this out of the, the world of photography. Uh-huh. Let's, uh, well, let's talk some more about the individuals here. Uh, I, mean, I mentioned the name Ansel uh, Adams. Had, had you met... Yes, I had met, I met Ansel on, on various occasions before, and I had always gotten along fine with Ansel. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I showed, uh, I, I had Ansel already prepared for this because uh, about a few weeks before going to Aspen, I had had uh, gone to San Francisco mm -hmm. in connection with visiting some friends of ours. And uh, I had that, uh, and, and uh, I hadn't met Ansel before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew he was interested in, in a way what I was doing, you know. Mm -hmm. And, but I also knew that he was having trouble in, in, in uh, you know, letters and various other things that I'd had from him about, you know, how he, how to feel about this. So, so that's what, partly, you know, why I, I had the box of things with me. And I took, I took these, these materials, you know, in this box and I showed them to, to, to Adams in San Francisco, you know, in his studio to him. And he was just, I mean, he was just, you know, you, you could see that it was awestruck. I mean, how, how photographic this was, you know, absolutely photographic. So this became a, uh, this became undoubtedly a very very strange situation between for him, it, uh, as far as the Newhalls went, because yeah. the Newhalls were dead set against it. At the same time, he was their friend, you know. Yeah. And uh, and he had he 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 wasn't uh, all that interested in my things because he, he was uh, I mean he was alien to modern art to contemporary art really I mean he wouldn't deny this now and he wouldn't uh, he would uh, he still has his preferences you know and so have I and I can respect it and we did whatever we could but anyway he understood immediately you know that the the uh, the fallacy of what had been done. In respect of what he was able to do on or not undo or you know wasn't hadn't been in his doing uh, but he, he could see you know so uh, there was this because and then and this was reflected in a very interesting little game that went on of us like he, uh, we had these rooms upstairs you know in the hotel and down below you know, in the, yeah there were these there were these meeting rooms and all that so every once in a while, we could, going up to the room or something like that, you you, you pass people on the stairs, you know, and I'd I'd pass uh, uh, Ansel, you know, going someplace, and he'd look around. And he actually used that expression several times. He said, uh, 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 just passing by with a with a grin, you know. He says, Frederick, you're a rascal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what this meant was just making him trouble. You know? Big game trouble. He was uh, trying to be friends, you know, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. How about some of these other people? How about uh, this man Berko? Did you have any contact with him particularly? Berko was uh, was uh, was a great admirer uh, uh, at the time and very effective one of what I was doing. And uh, he had first seen my my things in New York through Steichen. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he was uh, he was very uh, he was trying to get along with everybody, but he was uh, very definitely uh, also. You know. You haven't had any particular contact with him other than just at this conference? No, he got before, um, uh, a couple of months possibly, you know, before the conference. Uh, he wrote me, you know, asking me if I would, if I would care to come. Mm -hmm. but, I mean, he wasn't a person that he just came in contact with many other bases. No, I met him, I met him then. He, he just uh, wrote me that he had, uh, that he uh, had uh, had seen my things, you know, for some time now through Steichen, mm -hmm. and, that and that he was terribly impressed by them, and that he thought that I uh, should, by all means, if I could, 
be part of the conference.